0: My name is Freddy Cruz, and I have made it my job to extract the stories of the individuals, the businesses, and the organizations that make the greater Houston area great. Insert my friend, William Goddard, one half of the Charlie Mike podcast, and he is the host of the Business Coffee hour. During this episode, we are going to get into his time in the military. We're going to talk about transitioning into civilian life, hosting two podcasts, and what that's like, as well as the business that he and his wife operate. Hi, I'm
1: Ed Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man, Florida, with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell,
0: with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Let's go pick Mr. 305, and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie, and it's time to cruise through HTX
1: hey freddie what's going on dude man uh life is good i'm blessed
0: you are we are aren't we all we are you know um my friend genevieve who is the president and ceo of the national museum of funeral history has this quote and it's any day above ground is a good one
1: (laughs) and she has a very unique perspective on that
0: yeah and you know who else does too pitbull yeah yeah it's line from what's that song maybe raul knows I know Raúl's the biggest Pit, Pitbull fan. Clearly, Raúl is uh, behind the camera. He's the other half of Charlie Mike, the podcast. So let's uh, let's dial it back. Sure, you have got quite the uh, quite the background. You're doing all the things, and I, yeah, and, and you seem so cool. Just like, well, you're cool to hang out with, but you're really cool. Just just cool. Like, go with the flow.
1: Right. You know, uh, of course, I was born and raised here in Houston, Texas when I left in 2005 is when I joined the army, that's when a lot of things changed for, for a lot of us veterans in that, in that case. Uh, but I always had a very strong mother that said, you know, count your blessings, focus on the good things. And so, you know, I, I I get a lot of praise for how I carry myself and being so positive. So I got to attribute a lot to, to my mother and my upbringing, my grandmother. I was, you know, I'm spoiled that way. I was number one grandchild, but, and, uh, is that a brown thing? I don't know. I guess so.
0: Because I feel like, Could be. I, feel like I was spoiled rotten by both my grandparents, <laughs> both my grandmothers.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I was the first, first grandkid, and uh, mm. you know they were still fairly young. My grandma is 40 years older than I am, mm-hmm. so, and my parents were young, yeah. 19 and 17 when, when I was born. So I was the first grandkid, and uh, I just remember, of course, the hardship is always having to move a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, having to make friends in new locations uh, and uh, not really having close childhood neighborhood friends until I got to high school and and really found a group that I enjoyed. And then, you know, in the military, constant movement, right? All the same thing, always moving. So you have to make friends. You have to learn who you are and, and what motivates you to keep going. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's always been pretty positive for me. There's always hardships, but I think control what you can control and move on from that.
0: What's the first thing that you go to, whether it's a passage from a book or if it's a movie quote or just somebody in your life that you think of um, that's that, it's that one person that you think of constantly um, that keeps you going when, when times get tough and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have the energy. I don't feel like getting out of bed.
1: I haven't had those days in a long time. Um, but now that the one quote that I live my life by is by Leo Tolstoy. Um, it says the, the sole meaning of life is to serve humanity. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I know when I'm feeling down or I'm getting blue, it's how do I do for others? And mm-hmm. that, that brings me joy. You know, even before what we do now, I worked at a nonprofit and helping others brought me joy, it brought me a lot of joy. Just seeing other people succeed, uh, same in the military having guys underneath you, having the most troublesome folks, and they would come to me and it's like, how do I help them succeed? And more times than not, it's not just the issue that presents itself, it's the surrounding issues, stuff at home, finances, girl problems. Helping them get through that, helping guide them, gave me life.
0: What is something that has given you pleasure, happiness, fulfillment, in helping others that... Most people will be like, "Oh man, better him than me. He's a better person for doing that because I don't know if I'd have the the wherewithal to to do that every day."
1: The hardest thing is bringing someone joy. Mm-hmm. You, you never hear it. Uh, I'll hear it occasionally through text and stuff, but making making someone smile, sharing a compliment, mm-hmm. I know it goes a long way, and it's being able to start that ripple effect for them that really brings, it, it's difficult. It really is to, to stay so positive or optimistic. And there's so many videos and people out there saying it, it's it's more than that, you know, but for me, it's constantly attacking it with good things. I'm going to expect the best. Of course, I'm going to prepare for the worst, but I'm going to expect the best. I'm going to give people that grace because I, I hope to get that grace too. I'm not a perfect person, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping to get the same of what I get. And that, I think that's a big thing that I've taken from the last few years is, you, you can't give what you don't have, right? So in order for me to, to really focus on myself, what I am thankful for, what I am blessed with, when I can start to see those things, then it's easier for me to show someone else the same thing.
0: I've been kind of accused of it, not kind of. I have been accused of it before where it's, well, why are you always so happy and positive? And it's like, well, one, I'm not always happy and positive. And two, well, it beats the alternative, being miserable and an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Because <laughs> nobody, nobody likes, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure there are people that yeah. get off on doing that.
1: You know, it reminds me of the Disney movie inside out.
0: Never saw that one.
1: Nope. It's, it's fairly good. It's got six emotions, but at the end of the day, when she, there's a, the characters are inside this girl's head, her name's Riley. Uh, and joy is the, the main character, and she looks at the end of the day, and if she can see more types of joy, granted there's sadness and mm-hmm. there's disgust and there's anger throughout the entire day, but if you could end your day that way, you like, okay, you know what, this is actually a pretty good day. I say that because one of the things that I do with my kids, um, and I took this up from the, from the military that taught me this, was ending our day on our three good things. So I my older two especially, I asked them what were their three good things that happened, and usually it's like, had good food, I got to play outside, and uh, probably another good food example. Uh, So just being able to end that day there, uh, of course I had to start for myself. I would actually journal it down, write down, what am I I thankful for? What good happened today? How do I make that happen again tomorrow? Or what's a different way that I can do that? That really increased everything else, to say, I'm going to start here. Uh, And then I seen the difference in my kids, too. Um, My son was acting out. like kindergarten right but trying to help him understand what the good things are you start to realize that he comes home with less conduct marks or that his win was I didn't get any conduct marks today and you're yeah. Like, hey, yeah good job man that's awesome so I, I use that analogy just because it's it is difficult not every single day is, is sunshine and rainbows right it's not that I'm always happy it's just that I understand that at the end if I can focus on gratitude and I can be more thankful for what I did have then it was actually a pretty good day
0: that is a really hard practice to keep on a consistent schedule. And a lot of people will push back on on the whole theory of gratitude. And I mean, you could Google a study and find out just how beneficial it is to have gratitude in your life and to have a journal, and they're like, oh, why should I be thankful for being an hour late to a job interview that I didn't get the job, and then I got into a wreck on the way home, and... Tony Robbins had this talk, and his mother, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, his mother was an addict, and he, he, he did not have a, a good childhood. It was like the exact opposite of mine. Mm-hmm. And he, was th- he said he was thankful for her. And that was like a boss-level thing for him to say. And it's something to aspire to, to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, this objectively speaking sucks and I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for it. And that's a great baseline because you know what? If you can be thankful for something terrible, then hell yeah, you're going to be thankful for a $5,000 day when... You and your family are out selling shaved ice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. That's easy. easy to be thankful for, man. It's easy to you know when when the kids are bringing home good grades and they're behaving. Actually, that would scare the crap out of me <laughs> if the kids were quiet and you know. Um. But yeah, it's just uh, it, it's it's hard, man.
1: It is. It is, and, and um, like I said, I have the young parents, and when you said that, talking about Tony Robbins, it made me. It's not until now what I'm able to appreciate that they were so young that I had me right I, yeah because I did grow up it was it was difficult yeah you know and they did it the best they could yeah but it set me up for where I am now so being able to be thankful for the hard stuff is hard you know it's it's, it's difficult but there's there's a good way to, to do that you know you can always expand on it and spiral it out if you want but you can focus on well I have all my limbs you know we talk about it a lot we're we're vets we're always around veteran community and there's always guys that come home with less limbs than us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we laugh at it because we're veterans and that's just our sense of humor. I've learned. Right. And and so when we did the 12 hour show and you, you see Frank and you're like, Hey man, he's just so thankful just to actually be alive. Yeah. I don't have any legs, but still a very good dude, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, it's the same way. Like I know I missed out on some things, but it's because it was so difficult that it allowed me to overcome the adversities now because if I have to, I can go back to that. You know, Mm -hmm. if I have to, I can go back to the struggle if I needed to, Uh, but I have a pretty good life. And if I can focus on what I can control, then I'll make it a pretty great life.
0: Yeah. And building on that, um, something else that I just really aspire to the day that I met Frank, it was at one of those, um, house reveals for Mm -hmm. helping a hero. And I met another gentleman who, um, was missing some limbs and I thanked him for his service and his sacrifice. And he said something to the effect of, I would do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I, I'm not, this. I'm not joking. I cried. I held it in long enough to when I was in the parking lot cried because I'm like, that was something. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things that we really try to say here when someone says, thank you for your service, is
0: you were worth it. That's what he said. You were worth That's it. That's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. Yes. Correction. That's what he said. It's ex- It's yeah.
1: hard to, when someone says, "thank you for your service, you're like, okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your support. Yeah. One of the things that we've picked up is saying, yeah, you were worth it. You know, I want to be, again, that encourager to say, you are worth it. You know, sitting here talking to you, Freddie. We've we've done a few events now. You've been over. Like someone like you is worth it. It's worth going over because I can see the amount of impact that you do. Again, as simple as paying that compliment, right? Starting that ripple effect. Like someone's got to do it. Why not it be me? Mm-hmm. Like, taking the ownership of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. And thank you for that. Uh, I'm just a normal dude. I just I don't think you know. And objectively speaking. I'm not special and I'm just doing stuff that other people just don't do. And you say, why not me? I'm like, exactly. Why not me? I mean, I'm just, again, I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the most fit guy. I'm not the nicest guy. I'm I'm far from the meanest guy. But I know that, and going back to having young parents, if my dad was an hour late picking up my mom, you and I would not be here. Mm. And same goes for you too, right? I mean, let's be honest. How did we get here? Um, And so I am very well aware that it was a rare occurrence for my young parents to have me. Yeah,
1: I mean, what do they say? 400 trillion to one?
0: Yeah, man. it's
1: crazy. <laughs> you know, it's a
0: crazy statistic. And that's if stick- it's in, with intent, yeah. you know, the, I'm, yeah. Fluke. <laughs> that I'm here. <laughs> Two young kids. Yeah,
1: I mean I, I I relate to that. It's it's difficult to to stay grateful and all that, but because there's so many other things that come all, come along in life, you know. Yeah. Just, you, when you started to read off my bio and all the things I'm involved in, uh, it's a humbling thing to to hear that. Um, even t- when you said it, I'm like, "Why? Well, I, I really am involved in a lot, and I don't know how I do it." Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like. I know that if I had that small of a chance to be born right, then all of the stuff I'm doing like there's a pretty good chance that I could be successful at it the uh, being born was by luck, everything else I could actually control, yeah, I could get better at it, yeah, and I'm you know we're all going to fail and I'll make mistakes, but I'll get better from those, and I think that's what's really exciting, why I like having so many things on my plate because I feel like. One's going to drop off and then I'll get better at that one. Mm -hmm. And then something else will drop off and then I'll get better at that one. So they'll all start to get better little by little.
0: Yeah. And in a hundred years or heck even 50 years in 50 years when your kids are, you know, in their fifties or whatever and they're talking to their kids about grandpa, great grandpa William. (laughs) And they'll be like, look, Look at this guy with a crazy mustache (laughs) and look at how he was talking about this and 400 trillion to one. You think you're having a bad day? Listen, just listen to what he's talking about. And that was something that we had discussed with my buddy Tony during the 12 hour live stream is like documenting everything Mm -hmm. and the power of that. And, you know, um, I wish, I wish that I could get inside the head of my great grandparents and, right. and my grandparents. Uh, I don't have, you know, they're all gone. God rest their souls. Um, I think the, I think they would be in their nineties, or probably I think one or two of them would be past a hundred by now. So even the, even my grandparents to be able to go back and and look at a video like, a, how cool would it be to, to watch a Facebook video or a TikTok video of grandpa freddy and grandma tina on a date night you know like that would be just crazy hey yeah we're watching uh we're watching dick clark and the temptations <laughs> just a regular friday night in fifth ward right uh yeah. how badass that would be or to go back a hundred years like did the river cross us or did we did my ancestors cross the river right. like that's actually a question i have <laughs> because there's no documentation um and I think it's so cool because in 50 and 100 or 150 years unless we get wiped out by an EMP or AI takes over and kills everybody you know, this is all going to be here you know my family's going to see this your family's going to see this right. and they're going to be like who's this guy talking to grandpa William <laughs> and vice versa you know uh it's cool
1: yeah it is it's uh you know, it's history. History just repeats itself. You know, we started off by just writing pictures, you know, and I think we went into a little tangent one time, but just being able to write on the live show, we, we take those pictures and, you know, that's what our our ancestors were doing. Yeah. And then I I was watching a video of uh, Jim Rohn and he says, you know, take pictures, take pictures as much as you can. Take all the pictures because that's going to be able to, you'll be able to tell a story of like, look how cool this person was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Jim Rohn's past since since then, of course. Uh but he's talking about seventies and eighties, and I remember my grandparents. They videoed a lot of me growing up, so it makes sense why I was so why I'm so comfortable being around cameras or being filmed. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you can see me falling down and dressing up funny as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and now, that's all we're doing is we're continuing to document for the next generation. Like, man, if I could just help my kids mm-hmm. when they get older. It's, it's not even my kids. It may be their kids because whose who's, who's kids listen to them, right? <laughs> <laughs> my like, kids really to listen to everything,
0: <laughs> even at 17, 18, every single moment. Every, every every time dad says, clean your room, every time. Yeah. Wash the dishes. Every time. Every single time. I have no idea what William is talking about. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, can we talk about transitioning from the military into private life and how you got connected with my man Raul and all the things you're yeah. doing? Because you are co host of Charlie Mike, the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we do a lot of things here, but when I was in the Army, uh, I got injured in 2017, a pretty severe concussion. It kind of it pushed me out. Like there's no way I could continue. I, I still get Botox injections for post traumatic headaches. Mm-hmm. I come back home to Houston in 2018 uh, with a wife and four kids. And the big thing for us is being enlisted as well. Not a great transition plan. No one really takes care of you. Uh, there's a lot of differences between officers and enlisted. We've covered them a lot of times on the show. But I didn't have the greatest transition plan to come home. So I go to work. I went to work at a warehouse. I got. I love that company. If there's anything they ever needed, I'd, I'd do anything I can for them. Because they gave me that opportunity. Uh, The job itself wasn't the best fit for me. It was working in a warehouse. And there was a lot of other things that I wanted to do and change. But the company, uh, they were great. I went to work at a nonprofit because uh, I believed at the time that I really needed to get my finances under control. So Mm -hmm. I got connected on LinkedIn, saw a flyer, went to their class. I was reading Dave Ramsey's uh, Total Money Makeover. I was started doing the process, and then when I went to the class, I said, this is exactly what I've been wanting to do. There's veterans here. How do I get involved? I went from part-time, or if I volunteer to part-time to full-time. About that time is when I met Raul in 2021. I'd been working at the nonprofit for, uh, man, not, not very long, actually, probably about eight, six months, and I knew he was in podcasting. Uh, I saw him on a Zoom call with the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, and it was by happenstance that no one else showed up. It was an off day, and it was just me, him, and the host. So we chatted it up a little bit. Uh, kept having misconnections, but I was at the time. I said I wanted to do a podcast. Um, I've wanted to do it for a while. Wanted to. I knew there was something with this video audio. And finally, in December of 21, we connected for about an hour on Facetime, and I laid out a plan. I was like, "Look, I want to come on. There's a lot of things I see Charlie Mike doing. I love what it means. So it's more than me." Um, and in February is when I came on as a co-host. I, I, February I came on as an interview. We uh, we hit it off really well. Good good on stage presence, I guess, and invited me back to be a co-host the next year. The next week and then we never left it was just constantly like okay we could do this and we could do this and mind you all of this is for free right Raul's the owner of the business and he owns the podcast i'm just coming on because i really like to do it and Mm -hmm. i think that's very important for folks to know that that i just wanted to be around his circle Raul is also now four years sober so when i in november of 21 i decided that i was going to stop drinking too how can I be friends with Raul and hang out and have all this relationship with him? If I'm drinking, he's not going to want to be around that. Mm-hmm. So I went, well, he's one of the big reasons, contributing factors of why I went sober. So I've been sober since November 12th of 2021. Pew. Since then, we, you know, we've built this friendship, um, built, growing the podcast. I bring on as many guests as I can that work worked with in the veteran nonprofit field, share their stories and then in November, we actually went right right outside here at the cigar place, and we spoke to Cigar, and he was like, you know, I want you to come on and help me with this business, with everything. And we laid out a plan. I wanted to do more leadership consulting. And we wanted to do a studio. We wanted to do apparel. And slowly but surely, we've been bringing all those on. And so in March, of, March 1st of this year is when this, uh, this Pairland podcast studio f- opened up for business. Our grand opening and you know we've seen guests come in we've had you here and it's just been it's been a heck of a ride
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and all and all because nobody showed up to a zoom meeting yeah and that cannot be understated because and it's all how you look at it because it would be you know it would be easy for some people to be like ah, "Fuck it, no one's here yeah out but you seize the opportunity to listen and get to know Raul and the other person on the Zoom call, and and look at what happened.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things when it comes to the the leadership stuff that we do, it's all about your personality and what you know and who you are. One of the things about me and my leadership voice is I'm really good with people. I I understand that. I can see the future. I I, I love people. I love being able to help them. I love connections. And the reason why I say that is because when I saw an inkling – If you're, if I want you in my circle, if I really feel like we're going to be, like there's something in you, I'm not going to give up on that. And it it took a little while to actually set up that one-on-one meeting. I think we met in like September, right? And then I seen him at an event in October or November. And then I said, like, let's jump on a call. When we did that, you know, it was just the constant, like, hunting him down. Like, you know, we know, like I see value in you, you know, enough to where I'm going to pursue this mm-hmm. and it, it just it worked out you know it's not like it was overnight or we've been best friends for years we didn't know each other in the military but charlie mike means continue mission and we're united in that i love that charlie mike has neither one of our names in it right and, and i love that it's just bigger than us and we both really believe in that
0: Having been here several times working with you and Raul in various capacities, it is impressive that you and then we and then Jelly, your sister, we can have fun and there's no booze involved because uh, yeah. you would think <laughs> that there was a <laughs> keg in the back or something. But yeah. it's proof. I mean, y- you surround yourself with the right people. You don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. And not that it's all bad. I mean, there are people that drink casually and whatever, but I mean, you know.
1: No, I do. And uh, I I have a different perspective, right? Because yeah. I chose and choose to be sober. It's not like there was something that pushed me to be that way. Well, I mean, there was, you know, it was Raul. But the difference that I see is before I was sober and after I'm so. now that I am sober, is just the amount of work I can get done. And being my true self, there's no, there's nothing tailoring who I am. This is as authentic as it gets because this is, this is me. There's no inebriation. There's no truth serum. Like, like you're going to get it all from me. And this yeah. is, I and I love this because I'm a very personal person. Like it's when I have ideas or I make connections, it's, it's personal to me. I don't see, yeah. I don't see friends, coworkers, families as separate They're all together. Mm -hmm. It's all one, and I I really want the best for people. So I lead with my heart, and that's what I think you get now more than before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And building on that, I want to talk about Snowy Jebba. (laughs) The name is cute, and uh, I love the origin story of the name. And so this is something that you've got going on with your wife. Yeah. And you all work events like you have a jam-packed calendar, it seems.
1: <laughs> it does seem that way. So uh, my wife's name is Jessica. But, the you know, the backstory story is I have two older kids from my uh, ex-wife. I've got custody of them. Uh, Jess is in their lives at a very young age. They were three in one when we got custody of them. And she was like, what do I call? What do we call you? What do we call? It? And uh, so Jebba is what my kids call her. And actually her nieces and nephews, her cousins, because they couldn't say Jessica. They could say Jebba. And so the name stuck. Snowy is a way for us to continue to make income. It came from that Dave Ramsey stuff. You know, How do you get out of debt You, (laughs) how do you get out of debt? You first, you stop digging, then you get a bigger shovel to pour more into that debt. And so I was working and then it was like, well, how else can we get extra money? Then that's when the snowy came about. It kind of presented itself through uh, mutual friends of ours. Uh, They were doing it. They had extra equipment. They sold it to us in cash and that's how we started. And now, you know, my wife's involved with our kids and my sister and friends and family and we've just slowly been able to pour more money into that to where now we do shaved ice and fresh squeezed lemonades. And it's been a, so much fun. It's And it's done just that. It's helped us pay off all of our bills and grow. And And we're in our fourth year, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is, a, a, this is our legitimate business. This is how we're going to continue to grow you know, our
0: funds. What is your advice for somebody? You are in year four. What is your advice for somebody in year one who is thinking about – going back to corporate life or pivoting or doing, giving up?
1: Don't forget your why. Your 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 why should drive you, should be big enough to where uh, you want to stay with it. And it was worth it. Yeah, It was worth leaving your job. It was worth the investment to get there, right? It, and it's got to be more about the money because that first year we did the same thing. It didn't pay a whole lot, but we used what we could but the second year got easier and mm-hmm. the third year got easier. Now this year it's gotten easier. It's got different challenges, of course, but you're starting to see the dividends pay off. And it's just like investing. The difference is in a business, you wanted the, the uh, control of where your time was going. And it's different when you're spending time making money for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you started the business. Stick with it. You know, one year is nothing to give to your own business even if you have to shelf it or scale it back fine but don't stop your dreams are worth chasing I can tell you I've said this before but I can tell you that where I am now and where I was a year ago my dreams are so much bigger and the difference is I just know they're attainable because the dreams I had last year are coming true and now I get the dream even bigger and I'm like those dreams are attainable and it's just like now I have to dream even like crazier because I see a direct path to that. It's no longer just a dream, it's a goal. Yeah. You know, so I'm like continuing to to dream to allow myself to grow that way because I've seen the, the dividends pay off slowly but slowly. So stay consistent.
0: Yeah. And I know we've mentioned Tony Robbins several times in this in this <laughs> in this conversation, but I love this one. And I didn't hear it from Tony himself. It was somebody quoting Tony Robbins. And it was uh, something to the effect of we we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in five. Yep. Mic drop, <laughs> and I needed to hear that because as a as a as a business owner myself, I'm barely a year into it, and I'm like, okay, all right. Now, it, does it pay the bills? No, but you're right. As as long as as long as you don't stop and maybe your version of do not of not stopping is get a full-time job, work a nine-to-five, be miserable for a little bit, and then love the challenge of building your scaled-down version on nights and on weekends and during vacation. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, that's, that's a lot of what, what, what we did. I worked at the warehouse is when we started the business, and then I worked at that nonprofit is when it really started to come into fruition, like starting to actually make money. Uh, we did both. Yeah. <laughs> you do both. And you make it work somehow. That's yeah. like, uh, yeah. you know, Gary Vee says that there's not, it's not and I mean, it's not or it's both. You do both. Hey, I got to find something to make some money while I'm chasing this dream. Good. Now you keep doing your dream, but you got, you go find something else too. You yeah. don't, you don't have to let go of that. Right. You don't have to drop the, the dream to go make steady income. But don't get me wrong. Go get some income. Yeah. Go make some money. Go, go do your job. But it's different because your mindset shifts. It's like this job is just to provide the end to a means. It's just a tool now. And then working in that warehouse when I started doing the the shaved ice and really paying off our debt, my mood changed at that warehouse because I knew, hey, I'm only going to be here for a few hours, but it's allowing me the means to go chase this dream. Mm-hmm. You know, And I still have that dream. The dream is, is still to have the kids working with us. i got a few more years to do that full time, but – it's still there, you know, that really motivates me when I go to, and it's hot outside, and I don't want to set up for this event, or we make, barely break even at this event, or we lose money in an event, you know, it's like, it's okay, that's just a practice rep, they're not all this way, you gotta go through several no's to get a yes, mm-hmm. you know, you can, even in my situation, you've got to go through several women to realize that this one is the right one. You know what I mean? Like you've got Ooh, to have some nose in I your life. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have some nose in your life to know where the yes is.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I was hoping you'd clarify that. You got to go through a few women. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> now, you got to yeah. go through nose. Yeah. You got, you got to get a lot of nose cause you never know. It's that one. No, that's going to be the one that's right before a yes. That'll change your life. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right,
0: man. All right, so we got Snowy Jubba is the shaved ice and lemonade business that you and Jessica run. Uh, Mustache Wisdom on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, that's right. All right, and then we got. Oh, go ahead. And, and Facebook. And Facebook. Yeah, man. He's also on MySpace. Everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. I I don't know if he's on MySpace. Um, but yeah, check check out William on Charlie Mike the podcast and on the business coffee hour william my man thank you for letting me crash your space i
1: appreciate you being here really yeah i like i said before you were worth it you know meeting folks like (laughs) you guys just invigorates us makes us better
0: thank you feelings mutual man
1: appreciate that